Hello and welcome to In The Zone, your one-stop source for the latest news on Intel and the world of technology. I'm your host, Ed Hannon, and I'm joined today, as always, by Peter Krass, editor of Tech Provider Zone. And in today's special edition of In The Zone, we're going to talk about the CHIPS Act. And um, as you're watching this program, uh, it should have been signed by this point by President Biden, since that's sort of the expected outcome. It has not been signed as we record it. So we're proceeding under the under the guise that it will be signed. So uh, with that, we're going to talk for a couple of minutes about the CHIPS Act. And Peter, uh, for those who think they know the answers, just help them out a little bit. What is the CHIPS Act? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, it stands for Creating Helpful Incentives to Produce Semiconductors. It's a bit of a mouthful, but the goals are pretty serious. A, strengthen the U.S. position in semiconductor research, development, and manufacturing. Uh, B, restore the U.S. leadership in semiconductor manufacturing by providing incentives. A lot of the manufacturing is now done in Asia. Uh, grow the country's R&D ecosystems for both microelectronics and semiconductors. And also secure U.S. supplies for critical sectors. Uh, the total package is something like $280 billion of that. About $52 billion is in subsidies to encourage companies to manufacture semiconductors. There's also something like $24 billion in tax incentives. Uh, as you mentioned, the bill has been signed by both the Senate and the House, and uh, President Biden said he's looking forward to signing it, so it should happen real soon. Why, why is the CHIPS Act um, important to companies like Intel? Well, a couple of reasons. One, Intel is you know the leading chip maker here in the country, and they've committed themselves to building more fab plants here in the States. Secondly, there's a lot of money involved. <laughs> so let me go through those one by one. More fabs has been one of the top goals for the relatively new CEO in Intel, Pat Gelsinger. He has this program he calls IDM 2.0, stands for Integrated Device Manufacturing. But uh, the big point is this past January, Intel committed to investing over $20 billion to build two big fabs in Ohio. Then they said in June, six months later, well, we might postpone this thing until the CHIPS Act is passed. So that's one of the things. Now that the act is about to become law, some of the estimates said Intel could get, could get half the money uh, due to the industry over the next five years. So it's a lot of money for them. To be sure, this has also raised some objection. Uh, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, for example, is really opposed to the CHIPS Act. Uh, he said it was a blank check, blank check funded by American taxpayers. However, he did he and his uh, Allies did not prevail, and the Senate did approve this. Now, we, we're talking about years, and we're talking about, you know, longer-term stuff here in terms of the funding, and then the construction, and then the manufacturing. So yeah. that all being said, that's sort of a mid- to long-range look. What's yeah. the immediate impact, if any, of the CHIPS yeah. Act? I think probably the biggest impact would be for people living and working in Ohio, because if Intel builds these two plants, they said, first of all, they need something like 3,000 construction workers just to build these things. And then another 3,000 or so permanent jobs would be created you know, for people running the factories. So that's 6,000 people right there. That, that could be pretty quick. The construction work could get started, I'm guessing, like in the fall. So I think that would be the, the most immediate impact. For the rest of us, like you said, it's going to be time. And if none of this is happening for several years, three to five years or however long, why are we hearing so much about it now? Part of it is the element of surprise. Uh, this thing was proposed back in 2021, and a lot of people thought it was dead, uh, the bill, I mean. Um, it just got supplanted by a lot of more seemingly more urgent things, the war in Ukraine, the, the continuing uh, uh, pandemic, high inflation, environmental issues. 
somehow this thing resurfaced and um, you know, there it is. It's signed and it's gonna be a law pretty soon. So I think the element of surprise is a big, big part of it. Let's round this into our audience a little bit here. Yeah. When will the tech providers who enjoy this program and follow the website and, and kind of have a handle on what's going on, when are they gonna to begin to see the benefits of the CHIPS Act? Well, it's gonna be two to three years at least. I mean, Intel's talking about those factories coming online in 2025. So that's, you know, that's still some years off. Um, ironically, right now, a lot of our guys don't need it. Uh, PC demand is way down. IDC said 15% in the last quarter. Um, Intel last week during their earnings report talked about uh, PC makers uh, working down their inventory of processors, that they ordered too many in very optimistic mood. And now they're stuck with all these and they're they're not ordering so many now, they're trying to sell off the ones they have in inventory. So I think right now we're looking at a set, an issue where new processes will be needed, but not right now. So I think it's, the delay will be okay. Yeah, it seems like one of those things where we kind of end up with the shortage because back at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody kind of got what they needed to have to be able to do remote work and everything else. So that supply chain bottleneck happened, but it's kind of everybody kind of already got what they needed out of it. So now it almost feels like we're waiting for a production cycle to sort of run through where that yeah. next set of demand will come in. And it does, and Intel is saying that a huge number of PCs now are four years older, four years older or older, meaning they're ripe for a refresh. So there could be a new cycle, especially in the business sector where people have more money to, to buy new PCs. Same is true pretty much with servers. Uh, the demand just isn't there right now. There's a comment I could make about chips and servers, but I'm not going to. Um, what can tech providers do now um, about any of this? Well, they could buy stock, uh, buy some Intel stock. Kidding. Uh, unless you're big enough to qualify for some of these subsidies or incentives, there's probably not a lot you could do right now. However, you can maybe sleep a little bit better because the kind of supply issues we had in 2020, in theory, they should go away or at least become much rarer. I think that's about it for right now. Okay. And is there anything else tech providers should know about the Chips Act? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned supply chain, and that is a big, big piece of this. Now, to be sure, there are some R&D pieces to the Chips Act, but a lot of it is about bringing manufacturing back to the states, which really is a big issue. There's a longer discussion. You know, this ties into the whole idea of just-in-time manufacturing, which is this idea that you don't have big inventories, you just build when you get the orders, and that's great. It works until it doesn't. Uh, so, like during 2020, the factories in China just shut down, literally, they were closed during the pandemic. So if I'm a PC maker, and I get all these orders, I'm like, okay, just in time, give me my chips, give me my components, and everyone's saying we're closed. Uh, so that was a big problem. Now, certainly, the closer you are to the plant, the easier it is to do just in time. So if I'm in California making PCs, it's a lot easier for me to deal with a guy in Ohio than someone in, in China. Now, some of the industries are still seeing big supply chain issues. Uh, I'm shopping for a new sofa and they told me one sofa, half a year from now you can get it. <laughs> so it's still out there. Car companies also having big, big problems with uh, components. However, I think for PCs right now, this could really help things and pretty soon. Yeah. Certainly with servers too. Servers yeah, too. I, we, just, we just got a car and we had the same exact problem with the car. Um, well, that's it. We're out of time. Uh, Peter, thanks as always for your insights and your input on uh, the CHIPS Act. And I think this is one of those things where, you know, those of us who listen and watch this stuff and follow it are just going to have to keep, keep looking and seeing where it's, where it's going and, you know, 
it's good news. Ultimately, anytime we put money into technology, it's going to do everybody well. Uh, just question of where it ends up and how fast it takes to get there. But uh, as always, thank you. Thank you for watching and listening to today's program. And as always, follow uh, techproviderzone.com for the latest news on Intel and technology. With that, I'm Ed Hannon signing off. Have a great day, everyone.